You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Giants with the 20th pick in the NFL draft, the New York Giants select. I almost saw it by accident. Kadarius Tony, that's what I'm talking about. Oh my God, let's do it. That is not something that I was expecting. Oh my God. I'm very, very happy for you. Oh my God, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm calling him. I am texting him right now. I'm very happy for you, Brandon. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Happy Monday, everybody. I am Brandon Olson, and you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I am also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work, and I hope you all had a great draft weekend. I know I did because I actually got to experience a draft from my favorite team, the New York Giants, which I actually enjoyed. This is the first time that I've got to do that in years, so I'm very grateful for that. I very much hope that you got to experience the same thing. Today, we'll be taking a look at the Florida Gators that were selected in this past weekend's NFL Draft, and some of the Gators that went undrafted, and where they ended up signing. Also, thank you to the people who left a review. Um, <laughs> Seb, I want to say is how it's pronounced. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Please do let me know. Uh, you were the reason that I included the Kadarius Tony clip for a second time in a row, just because you said you enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed it just as much this time around. Please do leave a review or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. Whether you're telling me what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see, let me get working on that. Before we get started, though, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. First up, we're going to revisit briefly Kyle Pitts and Kadarius Tony's draft selection on Thursday night in the first round. Then... Uh, I'll talk about Kyle Trask and his draft selection. I'll go more in-depth there. Pitts and Tony, if you want to hear more about it. I did it this past Friday. Feel free to go back there where I went much more in-depth. Um, not so much on Kyle Pitts, just because I've spoken so much about the possibility of him being an Atlanta Falcon that it's like, what more is there to say? Who's to say, really? Um, sorry, if there's any John Mulaney fans, I, I hope that you caught that one, because if not, then that just bombed completely. Uh, Kadari Sony, I went much more in depth with. I'll touch on him a little bit, and then Kyle Trask again, of course. We'll go more in depth on uh, Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons at number four. Of course, something that's been talked about for months makes this offense so much more lethal. There still are defensive problems, although I like what they did later in their draft. Uh, but Kyle Trask did not address those options, but he did give them just so much more versatility on offense. And I'll say, in my opinion. 100% worth the pick. You've just got a generational tight end. So there's that. 
Kadarius Toney to the New York Giants at number 20 blew my mind because it was Dave Gettleman's first time trading back, which was already just knocked me completely off guard. And then he went and took Kadarius Toney, 20th overall, um, which nearly stopped my heart right in its tracks. Uh, That was ridiculous. That was insane. And I loved it so much. And I'm so happy. Also makes me a little happy that uh, that Urban Meyer couldn't get him. I don't know why. I'm, I'm holding it against him, though. I, I hold everything, like Urban leaving, I still hold it against him. I hold that grudge. Um, Urban Meyer on Thursday said that there was one player he wanted to take at 25 that he could not because he got selected shortly before that, and it quote-unquote broke our heart. And on, I believe it was, yes, it was Saturday, he revealed that player Kadarius Tony, um, so makes me very happy there. And then on day two, there was only one Florida Gator selected, and it was Kyle Trask. Um, that one was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty fun for me to be a part of to watch that happen. When the selection was made, I, I really, um, I was on this stream with a whole bunch of Saints fans, and they thought it was hilarious. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens with it. Of course, they were talking about Kyle Trask's mechanics being needed to be worked on. Um, he is now working with Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time. So like, I'm not saying he's going to be amazing at all, at all. I'm not saying that, but I am saying I find it very hard to write someone off when you go, Oh, like mechanics are his issue. And it's like, well, he's working with the greatest quarterback of all time now. So Things are going to clean up quite a bit, and the Bucks drafted to build for the future, so I'm not worried at all about it. I also very much liked it because James Yarcho, Yarko and uh, David Harrison on Lockdown Bucks, we spoke about it multiple times over the past week and a half. I spoke about Kyle Trask possibly being a Buccaneer for <laughs> longer than I probably should have, and I'm very happy that he actually wound up being a Buccaneer because now I could be like, hey, see, there's a reason because where there's smoke, there's fire. So I very much enjoyed this pick. I thought it was a good pick for the future. I've said I don't think Kyle Trask is ever going to be much better than an average-ish quarterback. Uh, I've compared his ceiling to Ben Roethlisberger, which I realize Ben Roethlisberger is a potential Hall of Famer, but in today's game, if Ben Roethlisberger were coming out, he would not be thought of as that top five pick. Um, so I compared that if he cleans up his mechanics, there are totally valid concerns there. I have faith that with this coaching staff and with this roster, and of course by with this roster, I mean with Tom Brady, uh, that he could clean it up. If they can keep these skill positions together and give him the amazing defense he's had to this point, or the Bucks have had to this point, um, I have no problem believing that Kyle Trask could step in and be the guy to continue this. Uh, so that that's very important for me. Uh, if you are a gambling man, Kyle Pitts, 5.5 over, Kadarius Toney, uh, 27.5 over, and Kyle Trask was like 74.5 over. The selections of Kyle Pitts, Kadarius Tony, and Kyle Trask all hit the under. So if you place any of those bets, congratulations. Hopefully, you use Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, 
TV shows, and reality TV. With real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine, it is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D O N for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Second segment is going to be a bit longer, which is why I kind of cut the first one down. So sorry for that a little bit, but we've got five draft picks to talk about here for the Florida Gators. Uh, Day three was very fun because the first person off the board was (laughs) mind-blowing for me. Marco Wilson to the Arizona Cardinals at pick 136. I will also point out that some sources had him listed as being drafted as a corner. Some had him listed as being drafted as a safety. So that that was very... Uh, noteworthy for me at least when I saw that first come out because of course he's someone who he started he's one of the first true freshmen or one of the he was a fourth true freshman to uh to start for Florida he was very up and down throughout his career and competitive toughness wise people are like yeah he could totally be a safety so it's important to note it's also something that was very interesting to me that I like this fit because the Arizona Cardinals are a team that have struggled to find really any sort of consistency in their secondary outside of Pat uh, Pat Pete, who is no longer with the Cardinals. And they struggled to find any sort of consistency out of anybody outside of Buda Baker now, who, by the way, is switching to number three. So Marco can't rock that one. Uh, but I think it's very cool. Just Marco Wilson was the first uh, Gator drafted on day three. It was really cool to see. It shocked a lot of us on the stream. We had fun with that. Um, personally, though, I like the fit. I like the potential, and I like that he's got he's got a decent chance of getting early playing time here. And to me, that's something that's very key. Uh, this defense, of course, a lot of question marks, but I think he could step in, contribute fairly early. He's m- pretty experienced, given that he's still fairly young, um, for a prospect. <laughs> Obviously, in general, he's still a very young person. But for a prospect, he's still fairly young, but he's got good experience, so that's something that's uh, very important there. Next up was, <laughs> I mentioned this uh, either Thursday or Friday, just just for the heck of it, I'll say. Um, and it, it it happened. It was the second Gator drafted on day two was Evan McPherson, the kicker to the Cincinnati Bengals with the 149th pick overall. And that one made a lot of people laugh because they were like, oh, of course the Bengals would take a kicker here given how tough their roster is. Which is fair, but the Bengals have had kicking issues for years now. Evan McPherson, ridiculously successful throughout his time in Florida. He missed one field goal at his pro day workout, including a couple kicks from 60. So that is very awesome to see. Um, he's he's honestly just so good. He He's going to be their starting kicker this year. I have no doubt in my mind that the Bengals, sure, you can make fun of them for drafting a kicker on day three or even in the fifth round that early, but this is a weird draft where a lot of guys tumbled that we didn't think would tumble. Um, 
our Darius Washington, if either of you guys know how big of a fan I am. Totally undrafted. He was a 12th player on my board, so as embarrassing as that is, I stand by it completely. Um, it was a very weird draft. Marvin Wilson, Dylan Moses went undrafted. It was, it was just so odd. Uh, so I think day three was more about getting guys that you know will contribute on special teams. This year, more than any other draft, they were like, hey, day three, let's get some contributors and worry about the guys with injury or off-field concerns and undrafted free agency. So that's why I think Evan McPherson going in the fifth round wasn't bad at all. I'm totally cool with the pick. I like it. Next up was Sean Davis to the Indianapolis Colts at 165. And uh, yeah, some of you guys uh, some of you guys could note that uh, I have not said a certain name yet. That's actually going to be the last name that I mention here. So that's something. Uh, the Colts drafted Sean Davis, fifth round, 165. And this is, again, someone where it's like, hey, let's get someone that we know can contribute on special teams. And if he winds up being a rotational guy, or if he winds up being a starter at some point, more power to him. But we know with this pick, we're at least getting someone who's going to contribute as a special teamer. And that is so important at this point. We don't need to hit a pro bowler or an all pro everywhere. But here we've got to find some depth. Next year's class is going to be amazing. We'll worry about it then. But right now, depth. And that is what Sean Davis was. He was depth and special teams contributions. Same thing with Marco and Evan McPherson. So that that's huge for me at least to point out that, that they're really just going for special teamers here. Um, one team that did go for ceiling to Darrell Slayton. He's someone who I've spoken about plenty the green bay packers were like hey physical specimen mm-hmm. intangibles mm-hmm. decent testing numbers at least especially for his size mm-hmm. now the heaviest defensive lineman on the packers roster uh, i believe the next one is kenny clark and Tadaro slayton's got about 30 pounds on him or so uh so that is <laughs> that is wild but Tadaro slayton is someone who he's very raw he's I think he's going to put on some more weight because he he's 340, but he looks pretty lean for 340. He looks like he tries playing smaller too. I think he should add some weight and just really start, really just embrace that he's a massive man. Um, he's likely going to be just a, a block eater, a space eater, but I do like that he could push the pocket with some consistency, I'll say. So I really like that. The Packers, actually, Tadara Slayton was the only pick that I got right for the Gators when the Thursday episode came out of my Florida-only mock draft. So that, that is fun to see. That is fun to uh, take note of that Tadara Slayton, huge ceiling, especially with this defense, especially learning behind Kenny Clark. And yeah, like I said, just a, a very high ceiling I think early on we're not going to see Jack Diddley squat from him because he has little to no technique. At this point, he's just a big dude. Um, He could push the pocket again occasionally, but his bread and butter likely going to be stuffing the run, eating blocks, letting linebackers behind him make plays. Very similar to, like I compared him to, his ceiling, Michael Pierce is for Kendrick Ellis, who was out of the NFL in a couple years. But Michael Pierce, who's one of the highly touted uh, nose tackles in the NFL. I think that Daryl Slayton has that kind of ceiling where he could be Pro Bowl, All Pro caliber, whether or not he makes it just because nose tackles don't put up the stats to do so. 
So uh, that pick really could be one of the biggest steals. However, the pick that I think is the biggest steal around, uh, the Seattle Seahawks took offensive tackle Stone Forsyth with pick 208, and that is a crime. So many people literally belong in prison because they let this man fall as far as he did. That tumble was absurd. Uh, the NFL should be the NFL should be ashamed of themselves. That was just that was terrible. And the Seahawks should be very proud because they just got a starting offensive tackle in the sixth round for a team where they've historically have just an awful offensive line. Stone Forsyth didn't even allow a sack during 2020. He's a beast. Uh, 6'8", 307 or 8-ish. He moves well for his size. Um, of, of course, for his size. He's not just generally an athlete. But he's a big power run guy, which is honestly, that's the reason I thought that he tumbled as much as he did because the NFL is just increasingly going to this uh, th- this wide zone style of offense. And I think that NFL teams are like, hey, uh, no. Like Stone, Stone's too big to do it. He's not agile enough to do it, which is fine. But he's a fantastic pass blocker. And like I've said, even if he goes into the wrong rushing scheme, I think his pass blocking ability will make up for it. Of course, the NFL felt differently. That's totally fine. The Seahawks got a starting offensive tackle. Maybe if he doesn't start right now, he'll earn the spot. I have no doubt about that. Uh, and they let they, they go power run, so Stone can slide right in there. Um, so really just the two, honestly, largest guys, the two biggest guys or two of the biggest steals, I'll say, for this Gators draft class. Stone rounded out. But speaking of build and speaking of steal, Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. But personally... I'm a cookie dough chunk or a peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like that that's just my style. That's what I like. Uh, but I also had a guy 12th overall that went undrafted. So who, what do I know? Um, if you're trying to eat clean, but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that is no longer a problem for you. Built Bar is your low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber solution. You can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, 1515 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now, the Florida Gators had, I believe it was seven players go undrafted in the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, the biggest name to me was Trayvon Grimes, and that one was absolutely astonishing. That one... Frankly, that one pissed me off. I don't know how that happened. I remember even in the fifth round, I was like, all right, Trayvon Grimes time. And then it just it, it just didn't happen. Uh, that was incredibly frustrating. I was waiting for that one for a very long time. And I will stand by it that the NFL missed on him. And it was disgusting that they did. Um, sorry, that one, <laughs> that one gets me a little heated to this day because it's like, Someone told him, hey, going to the draft, you'll be good. Uh, like, you'll get drafted. And that didn't happen. So I feel bad because, obviously, somewhere along the way, a wrong decision was made. Someone led him astray, and he could have gone back to school. So that that's frustrating. 
Of course, shortly after the draft, Trayvon Grimes signed to the Philadelphia Eagles, which <laughs> also frustrating for me because, of course, I'm a Giants fan. So now he'll work his way into the rotation without a doubt in my mind, and he's going to eat up against my favorite team twice a year. So uh, quite disappointing there. But, I mean, I'm happy for him because he found a spot where he's going to contribute and he'll work his way into the rotation. But at the same time, kind of really sucks that now he's i'm gonna have to root for him while rooting against him uh but staying in the nfc east brett heggie center uh signed with the new york giants so my favorite team got two florida gators which again makes me so incredibly happy because i feel like they just never do that and uh dave gettleman finally decided to be nice to me yeah santa santa you know Santa Gettleman decided to be nice. Uh, Christmas came early, gave me Kadarius Tony and Brett Heggie to the New York Giants. Um, genuinely, this Giants offensive line, excuse me for being frank here, but uh, sucks. So Brett Heggie could, I doubt he'll even make the active roster this year. He'll probably be a practice squad guy, um, which is totally fine. Practice squad guys still make enough money. They still have NFL careers and they've still got room to grow. But I could genuinely see him next year cracking some sort of rotation where he's playing along the interior of this offensive line. Um, a lot of question marks here. The offense is like, where are we going? Are we going more man, more zone, figure out what we're doing. It looks like we're going more zone, which is great. Uh, Brett Heggie should eventually be able to work his way into the rotation. I'm very happy that he's a New York Giant. That excites me a ton. And, uh, odd chance he listens to this man let's link up let's do, let's do it um no shot that happens or at least through this channel but uh maybe at some point i'll be able to set it up the final udfa signing for the florida gators donovan steiner to the pittsburgh steelers uh i like it just because the steelers already have a good defensive secondary and specifically safety spots looking pretty solid right now um, which is why it's like, why would you like that? That makes no sense. However, this doesn't have to be his final landing spot of his career. So with that, I'm going to say Donovan Steiner, he could sit in Pittsburgh secondary for a year or two, make his NFL money, uh, which is, by the way, NFL minimum. Fantastic pay still, especially if you don't have to play much. Hmm? money money for nothing um I, not for nothing of course these guys sacrificing so much every time they step onto the field but uh you know you get paid plenty of money to not play a ton which is awesome uh but i do think that donovan Sander could really really benefit from sitting in this Steelers secondary and learning from them and then maybe go somewhere else. Maybe we never know what's going to happen with Minka long-term. We never know what's going to happen with Edmonds long-term. So, And, I mean, honestly, he could just be a depth and special teamer. That's totally fine, too. But Donovan Steiner, Pittsburgh Steeler, awesome to hear. I think it's a great landing spot. Honestly, I don't think that any Giants wound up in a bad spot. When we look at back at it really quickly... Pitts to Atlanta, fantastic. Kadarius to the Giants, no problem. You listen to Friday to see why I'm not worried about the offensive play calling or the system. Trash to the Bucks, honestly, ideal situation for him. Marker to the Cardinals, again, ideal situation. Evan McPherson to the Bengals, ideal situation. Sean Davis to the Colts, ideal situation. To Daryl Slayton to the Packers, ideal situation, and literally the one that I suggested. Stone Forsyth to the Seahawks, ideal situation. 
absolute steal. And he is going to be playing pissed off. So it's something that I'm very much looking forward to. Trayvon Grimes, ideal situation, although he should have been drafted way higher, much like Stone Forsyth. Brett Hagee to the Giants, ideal situation. Donovan Steiner to the Steelers, ideal situation. The Florida Gators, regardless of draft position, regardless of whatever else, they wound up in spots to succeed. So this is something that I'm very much looking forward to. I'm stoked for this for this Gators draft class, and I can't wait to see how their NFL careers play out. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we finally have an episode that won't be entirely dedicated to the NFL draft again. For those of you who aren't super big on football, there we go. Um, once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That's W H O L E N I N E Sports. Uh, thank you to anyone who did join us on the Whole Nine Sports draft stream this weekend. We had over 19 hours of live draft coverage over the three days. I got to break some UDFA signings on air, including a former Florida quarterback that then went to Arkansas and then signed with the Falcons, so that was really cool. And we had over 7,000 viewers, so it was really, really awesome to be a part of. I'm so looking forward to it next year again. Be sure to check out Locked On Giants, hosted by Patricia Trena, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You'll be able to hear plenty about recently drafted Gator, Kadarius Tony, and maybe, just maybe, you'll get a crossover this week with me and Patricia. Also, today on the Locked On Today podcast, the draft is over. Who won? Who lost? That's the question of the day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.